All right. Welcome to the inaugural podcast. I have with me Brad Compton, Vice President of Global Sales for Textron GSE. Is that right? Yeah, Global's key. Thanks, Matt. Is this called an episode? Are these things called episodes? Yeah, this is this is an episode. It's kind of like, okay. think about a sitcom. Perfect. Right? Uh, and they have episodes. I don't know if we're going to have seasons, but we definitely have episodes. Do we have a name? We have a name for the podcast. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. The GSE Podcast. That's epic. Yeah, I'm ready. Matt, thank you. It's, yeah. it's awesome to be the, what I'll call the uh, number one guest. The, you guest? are the first guest on the podcast, That's fantastic. which is super exciting. It's great. Thanks for coming down. Uh, Brad traveled the whole way from Atlanta uh, just to come down here to Orlando to record this podcast. And this is going to be great, man. I really appreciate you joining me. And I think we should start out with a story from Brad Compton. So now listen, I'm going to tease this. And I think that... Do you know the answer already? Or do, do you have one that she want to... No, because I, I want the listener to keep keep listening. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you something that I'm going to say later on in the podcast, right? So okay. my story is going to be the catch-up story. Oh boy, yeah. I remember that one. Okay. So, yeah, but yours. they don't get to hear it unless they stay tuned. So... Yeah, I remember that one. It's a great story. Right. Um, one of the best. So do you have a story like that? Man, I should have done my homework. So yeah, I've got many stories and, and I think... Now, what's one that's like PG that you can tell that's a that's funny true. story? That's true. Because if you start with when I was in Vegas, that's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. Uh, yeah. So so folks that may be listening to this and folks that I know all throughout the industry, there's, there's many stories and it's such a great community. We have so much fun from supplier to customer. And again, I'll use the word globally as we travel everywhere yeah, now. There you go. And golly, there's so many stories I can I can talk through. I, you know, um, I'm a sales guy. And I, and I think one story that comes to mind, it was probably 98. So I'm still pretty green. And I'm working to close a deal. Not a large customer, but I always say that, you know, any new customer is great to put on the list, right? So it's Kyle Mayer. <laughs> no, that's a great story, though. I have to, oh, I'll tell that one later. <laughs> no, this is with Signature Flight Support. Oh, okay. And... uh I got to know Andy Reeves, and he's a he's a great guy. And I just saw him at a conference in Amsterdam. It was good to catch up with him. I don't think he'd mind me telling the story, but um, man, I just thought of this. We were walking through our factory in Kennesaw, Georgia, small factory, but we put out a lot of equipment. And we were negotiating. He needed some MAs. We'll bring up MAs again. Yeah. And he was buying quite a few of MAs for me. You know, sell a couple it was fantastic. And... We were trying, I was working hard to get this deal done before he left so I could go back to Dick Baxter and say, look, look, look at this. We walked past the break room and there's a ping pong table. And he said, I'll play a ping pong. If you beat me, I'll give you the PO. So that was, that was good. Uh, I'll have to say that I lost. And okay. gave me the order. So pretty tame story, but I've got many of them. I think you should classify stories. Um, in their own little area, and then projects probably in a different area, but uh, many, many stories. Met so many good friends in this industry, again, from a supplier standpoint and customer standpoint. I think we all just group them in as friends now. Um, yeah, for sure. It's it's a great industry, and uh, I have a lot more stories in my back pocket. I'm just not sure how deep you want to go at this point. Yeah. So, do you think that, so is Andy a premier ping pong player? Or I, I would or say you're he just was that better bad. than I was. Okay. I was probably a little nervous. Um, yeah. 
I tell you, I probably was nervous, but uh, yeah, Andy was a great dude. And uh, I think at the end of the day, we got that order. Um, yeah. I mean, it so started- the, hold on a second. So yeah. the question is, do you let the customer win? Because he told you if you won no, that you'd no. get the PO, <laughs> but then no. at the same time, you're like, well, I mean, he's my customer. You want to make him feel good. You figure you're going to get the PO anyway if you no. make him feel good, right? Yeah, I, so wanted to, I wanted to beat him. You did want to beat him? Yes. So yeah, that was, yeah. Um, ping pong. That's where it all started. There was a ping pong table in the break room in Kennesaw? There was. Yeah. They, they had put it in there. That's interesting. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was gone by the time that- I was probably there. It was just probably the corner put up a little bit, but- Yeah. Yeah. So at break time, he saw people playing. He looked over at me and said, I'll, you know what? I'll play, I'll play for the PO. And I said, this is, this is fantastic. Can I ask you a question though? Uh, well, yeah. Do people know what the endurance is? Of course they do. Yes. Uh, that's the most important question of the day. It is. And was that the endurance? Was that your brainchild, or was that marketing? No, no, they would let me name it. Um, Did you try to name it? I no, they were not going to let me do it. Um, can I tell you a story? Yeah, they let me um, help name the MZ, which was a huge success. Oh, really? Oh, just it was just it was beyond. It actually success is like I mean, well, it depends yeah. on how the you MZ. define success, right? Yeah, I th- well, I think people don't understand. I mean, we've been out of the space for a little while, but we're excited to get back in it. But we've we've been involved in electric tractors for so long. I think the M Z was number six. Yeah. Five. So did it start with the M three? Was that the first? Yeah, probably when you jumped into it. But oh, was there one before the M three? No, you're right. The M three. Yeah, I, I was not there with the M three. I mean, I'm just I just know my tug history. So we started doing electric bag tugs. Mid nineties, mm-hmm. uh, when I came on the scene, there was a battery in the front, which was an industrial vehicle. Then they had the battery in the back, which was the M three. Yeah, the M three. So we're now into the eighth generation. Textron does a phenomenal job with with the product, the innovation, and they continue to do that. And so now, yeah, we're now we're into the endurance. We got we got good names. The endurance yeah. is launched. So yeah, that's great. I didn't so- know you you named the the MZ. I, I would have. Yeah, so Matt was actually speaking in third person. Um, uh, (laughs) Matt was the project manager for the MZ. Mm. Yeah, working with Brian Yoder on that thing, it was um, yeah, yeah, quite the quite the thing. But now I think the Endurance is a is a much better electric vehicle than the MZ was. Yeah, we took our time doing it, which is the right thing to do. And you you want to talk about stories and projects? I've done many. I've made many mistakes too. And and sometimes you you got to move at the pace of the customer. That's kind of what what I continue to lean on is, you know, make sure you're running as fast as they are and helping them out. But you got to slow down a little bit when they ask for for product. And especially when you're launching a new product, you got to make sure you take your time and launch it correctly. I think a lot of suppliers, manufacturers have made that mistake. And so Textron's been disciplined and we're doing all the right things and, and we've launched it and it's, it's going to do good things. We're excited about it. So uh, you all being owned by Textron Specialized Vehicles, Right. Yeah. And uh, EasyGo is a part of that. Was was that kind of like an EasyGo? Was obviously I think almost everyone knows that they have electric golf carts. Correct. Right. That's kind of their their deal. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a help from an engineering standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's it's the people, it's the product, and it's the process. And and Textron's nailed that. I mean, if you talk about Textron from Cessna, Beechcraft, uh, the helicopters at Bell. There's so many good things going on from how they innovate product. And that cascades right down into where we group into, which is TSV, like you said, Textron Special Vehicles. So we we gain a lot of resources from the golf segment 
uh, the Cushman segment, the Jake segment, which is Jacobson lawnmowers you see at these uh, large golf courses. So yeah, I mean, so but now it's all about lithium, and so lithium is is the go to for golf, and uh, lithium is now the go to for us. I think lithium is now the go to for GSC, which is it's taken off so fast. I think you talk to uh, others in the industry, that's everyone's going to say we're going all electric. And so, yeah, to have the resources at Textron is phenomenal. Yeah, they, they do a great job at launching product. They know how to do it. They know how to hire the right people to do it. Uh, so I'm excited because we've done it the wrong way. I've done it the right way. And this is another right way to do it. Yeah, it's got to be a huge help, you know, leverage like their engineering staff. that's already, yes. I mean, they've been doing this for years, right? Electric, this is not anything new to them. Nope. Uh, so that's that's really great. So the belt loader, the 660, which is, you know, how we were saying there was probably... We've you know, an M8 at every uh, mm-hmm. airport in America. There's definitely a 660 uh, running around at every major airport Yeah, um, in the U.S. So is that electric as well? I know you have a 660E or you've, you know, in the past had 660Es. Um, it was first DC, right? Correct. Um, and then we yep. went to an AC. Man, you're talking like an engineer. I, I don't... Yeah. So what, where are we at now? Is yeah. that like on the endurance yeah, style? Yeah, it uh... is. So the belt loader is a little bit easier, but the belt loader, man, that, that thing is a phenomenal product and it just keeps chugging along. Everyone I've worked with at, at Tug and now Textron GSC, that, that, that is still, you know, biased is one of the best belt loaders out there. It holds its value. Yeah. The, the, it's probably the easiest product to go electric and it was back when we went electric and now it's an easy transformation into lithium. Yeah. There's a lot of lithium batteries out there. There's a lot of people out there peddling lithium batteries. So we will work with the customer on what works best for their operation, but I'm um, just got to be careful on how many different variations there are. Yeah, we're going all in lithium. We still offer the lead acid, but yeah, that battery has, uh, sorry, that belt loader has transformed into probably a, over 50%, if not more, of our belt loaders that we build now down a manufacturing line are electric. Really? Versus internal combustion. Oh, wow. I that didn't know pie that. chart, charging graphs. Aren't we? Yeah. You got to do the, the charging they, graphs, they especially when you're global. when they're listening, but yeah. man, charging graphs are out because yeah. our, our pie chart is, is gone crazy for electric belt loaders. The users aren't afraid to ride them anymore. The maintenance guys aren't afraid to work on them anymore. So it's, it's really picked up. So I have a question for you. Is the GT35 sticking around like as far as the name because i know you've kind of gone to an alpha series you've changed i think you have the alpha four alpha three alpha one alpha one right so and i know the gt35 is kind of you know i would consider it kind of like the ma the 660 right it is a staple of the industry as as far as that name goes so is that something that you all are going to keep is gt35 or is a gt35 going to be replaced by an alpha series pushback so the um we had to refresh so we had Textron acquired Tug in 2014. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Breath of fresh air. Coming out of a couple of bad years. Again, the resources, the people, the commitments. And then we worked quickly to continue to grow GSC within Textron and the acquisition of Douglas came around. Douglas is a very well-known brand based in the UK, Cheltenham, England. And we had a conflicting product. And so when the tier engines and the compliance caught up to these products, we had to come up with a refresh. So we decided to go global and we refreshed both product lines, Douglas and the GTs, into an alpha. So long story short, when we get into the GT35, that's our 
offering for a diesel package now, and we have okay. the Alpha One. Alpha is lithium and gas. And we believe truly that the industry is going to convert, I would call it 99.9% .9 into lithium okay. across the board. Once that happens, we'll sunset the GT35. So phenomenal product, still sells very well. And we build maybe, you know, a dozen a month right now, along with the Alpha. But we feel strong and, and we're going to go forward uh, knowing that the industry is going to go fully electric. So we're going to go into the Alpha product. Okay. But like the Alpha 4, mm -hmm. which is your equivalent to like a GT110. Was, is the, let's just think of it as a new model car. So you go from the GT110 into the Alpha 4. So that, unlike the GT35, like I can get that in a diesel still. You can for the GT35, yes. No, I'm saying the Alpha 4. Yes, sorry. You, you can get the Alpha 4 in diesel. Right. And it's, 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 it's specified for the globe. So again, okay. you can go across the world, CE, CE certified. It's ready to go. Okay. And then um, tow barless. Correct. So the Douglas brand still is very, very strong. Okay. And I'm going to go back a little bit because we, again, we're doing the right thing by being tactical in what we launch and when we launch it. So we came into the agreement that we got to make sure we have the Douglas conventional pushbacks and the tug conventional pushbacks kind of married together. And we gave birth to the alpha. We're going to do the same for the tow barless. Douglas is an extremely well-known brand globally, very well-known in Europe. We have to refresh that brand. We, during COVID, had to consolidate as well. And this is, again, uh, Textron believed in us. They backed us during the very difficult times of COVID. And I think when, when you go through hard times like COVID, that's the best time to innovate and come up with new products. And I'll classify the new factories, the consolidation of factories as innovation from a Textron standpoint. So long story short, that is on the roadmap is to electrify the Douglas brand, refresh that brand. And that's going to happen probably very soon. Wow. But- Again, I don't want the customers to think we've run away from that. We, we, we service, we, uh, we supply parts, we take care of those products, and we have stock at the Douglas brand as we speak. So the Douglas brand will live on. That's probably what I should have said. That is, that's awesome news. It's yeah. going to live on. Yeah, it's, it's a great product. Uh, a very good group that uh, uh, is there at Douglas. And we have a factory that... that um, Textron has that's in the UK. It's in Ipswich. It's part of Jacobson. Uh, that's where we house our parts. That's where we collaborate on the Douglas brand. We have also shifted parts over to North America. So yes, we're, we're not running away from that. It lives on and, and we look forward to what's coming next. That's great. So let's, um, let's transition into Premier because before I left, I'd say, I don't know, about a year before I left, I think, um, uh, Textron GSE acquired right. Premier, and at that at that time they were they were up in Wisconsin. Yes. Now, is I think they've all transitioned now, right? So you're not you're not building anything in in Wisconsin any longer. This has all been moved to your new location. Is that correct? In yeah. Cartersville? So I mean, we all talk about the COVID, but man, it was so abrupt and it was just such a stop globally, right? I mean, we've had other events that slowed us down and stopped us, but some weren't. So we're specific to uh, a territory, but this was global and the whole industry just, as you know, 
and as our listeners know, just just abruptly stopped. So we we made we came together. So this is the time to consolidate. And again, Textron believed in this industry, believed in and what GSE can do. And it was the time to consolidate. So in Kennesaw, Georgia, uh, we had two factories. We consolidated those into the new one in Cartersville, and then we closed down Marinette, Wisconsin. Brought that to Cartersville. It's never easy, uh, but we did it. It was the right thing to do. It was the right time to do it. So now we manufacture that product in Carterfield, Georgia. Okay. So as as you mentioned about Douglas, Premier still lives on. It's, it's doing well. So what was the biggest change between like uh, your Kennesaw facility and the new Cartersville facility? Like what were you able to do to like make it so that way you could handle all, you know, bringing Premier yeah. down and stuff like that. And then did, did it make it so there was efficiencies in building the units? Can you produce more out of that Cartersville facility than you were able to out of the Kennesaw facility? Yeah, it's, it's all about output. It's all about capacity. The flow lines, mm-hmm. uh, which you're familiar with at Kennesaw, we do do flow lines. Yeah, and it's about momentum. You got to get those flow lines going. And, um, you know, I do say internally to my folks a lot is, you know, maybe it's time for a bigger boat. And we got a bigger boat. And again, 100% um, shout out to Textron for doing that and TSV for believing us. And, and it, now it's the light switch turned on, man. It's, it's 100 miles an hour right now and we're, we're pumping them out. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's uh, I think GSE, um, I think the secret sauce would be forecasting. And I think the secret sauce is making sure you give production teams, quality teams, the ISC teams enough time to get organized and get those units on the line and, and get them flowing. And once they get a little consistency, they can start pumping them out. And I think from a tug, from a Textron standpoint, that's what we do best. And we can pump out a lot of iron. Yeah, for sure. In a small amount of time. Now, you know, we, we work with the customers closely. We want to make sure we get the right product for, the, for their operation. And sometimes the more options you throw into engineering kind of slows it down, but, but we understand that. And the factory... Um, has set us up to succeed. And so we're, we're, we're excited about next year too, as we work through all these supply chain bumps in 2023. There we go, man. Well, I think we are going to take a break and hear from the sponsor of this podcast and we will be back. This episode of the GSE Podcast is brought to you by Exceed Ground Support Equipment Leasing, your trusted partner for GSE solutions. We specialize in tailored operating leases for ground handlers and airlines, offering top-notch equipment in flexible terms to suit your needs. Partnered with the industry leaders like Textron GSE, we're committed to bringing you new equipment offerings that keep your operations running smoothly and efficiently. Choose Exceed for competitive rates and exceptional customer service. Visit ExceedGSE.com today and soar to new heights with Exceed Ground Support Equipment Leasing. All right, we're back. That was a, a spectacular commercial break. And I've got some more questions uh, for Brad Compton. Hey Matt, thanks for having me. This is this is fun, and um, I think it's great. This is great for the industry, and I, and I, I, I thanks Exceed for doing this. This is a great idea. Good no job. problem. I, I've you know I kind of felt like we were in a unique position to the point where you know we work with all the manufacturers, 
Mm-hmm. And obviously you There's were my- other manufacturers? No, there is uh, actually. And you, but you were my number one choice. Okay. Right. Uh, to have on the podcast. That's the reason you're the first episode. And uh, thanks for helping me kick this thing off. How so, we doing? How we doing on the uh, language? We are, yeah. We, so we, far, nothing, I think we're good. I don't remember. No. No. Okay. I don't remember uh, dropping any expletives. So I think we're good. So I guess my first question uh, for you, just kind of getting back on track here, is you, you've been in the industry for a long time. You know, before this, you're selling copiers. Oh God, right? that's a story I should have brought up. Yes, and, yes. Uh, but you're not selling copiers anymore. No, right. No, you're selling alphas. You're selling endurance tractors. Yes. I mean, you got you got a whole whole lineup here, right? I, I got kicked out of a lot of buildings. And and uh, and so when did you start? Like 1990 something. I mentioned Dick Baxter. I, I don't know if I mentioned the interview. It was 1995. 95. Yes. Yes. So. It's in the bloodline. My my dad worked for FMC in Orlando. Okay. So I grew up in California. Now, for those who don't know, which I would imagine almost everybody who's listening to this would know, but let's go ahead maybe and, a few. and maybe fill a few them in, know. right? Yeah, maybe, maybe they don't know. Who's FMC? FMC is now called JBT. Okay. And kudos for them. That's not easy to change the name midstream. Right. Uh, good guys. Good, good company. I remember when they used to make fire trucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was in high school when they did make fire trucks. There you go. So I just wish I held on to all this business card my dad laid on the counter table uh, after those late nights. Yeah. So so we picked up from California and we moved to Orlando, which is where we are now, in 82. Synchronicity was killing it on the charts, which mm-hmm. probably could be a good GSC band. I think the police would be a good GSC band. Yeah, for sure. The police? Sting? I don't know. A little too soft. Okay. So yeah, well, then we moved to Orlando. Uh, yeah, so my dad was was doing sales at FMC, which is now JBT, and uh, from there I went to college at Georgia Southern. Had no idea about Southern Georgia whatsoever, but had a blast at Georgia Southern. A good five years, really, really excelled there in my fifth year. Like Van Wilder. Yeah, yeah. So we did good. So everyone packs up. You move to Atlanta, trying to find a gig, and um, I was peddling copiers. It was Xerox. No. Oh, you were in the Xerox game. It was Sharp. Oh, Sharp. Sharp, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, if I could hold on to this for a year, you can do anything, right? My dad introduced me to a couple guys, a little bit older than me. Man, I was green. Had breakfast with those guys. And then I got introduced to Tug, interviewed with Dick Baxter. And uh, thank God he saw something in me. So 28 years later, I'm I'm still pedaling tractors. But uh, There you go. No more so copy I, I think I think really it'd be going back to Tug. I, and I've been so fortunate, so lucky that I've worked with really good leaders even to this day. And uh, uh, that that I've been fortunate because I think it all it, you you take on the personality of your leader, you take on the personality of if it's a CEO or GM. And I've been lucky. So from Tug to all the changes that tractor has gone through when I talk about Tug to now, uh, fortunate to have good leadership now and in, in the direction of Textron. So yeah. It's it's been a wild ride, a lot of ups and downs. It's been a long time. Yeah, I think that um, having good leadership is very valuable. Um, I was lucky enough to have a, a good leader in you for such a long time, and um, yeah, I, I really appreciate your leadership. And I've I've continued to have such great leadership even going into Exceed. So I guess my question is, you know, you have been in the industry for a really long time. How's the industry changed? The, the industry has changed, and I think it was, it's been the same for so long in the early years for my career, and that's just the buying cycles, and you can start understanding 
it's repeat business, as you know, right? And it's relationship-based. And, and I think salespeople in different industries will say it's unique to them or it's, it's all about their relationships. But I, I truly think, and again, I've been in this industry for a while. I haven't seen the other side of the fence. It is really about relationships. But that only goes so far because you've got to be able to make sure that second sale is going to happen. And the only way to do that is to make sure you take care of the customer and their operation. But how has the industry changed? I think if you look at today versus 1995, there's so many different ways to uh, support that industry. And I think Exceed is doing a phenomenal job in that. And it's forecasting, 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 and the improvements in forecasting is still got a long way to go just because of the industry. I think it, within the airlines, within the cargo, within the ground handling, forecasting is hard. And we have to understand that and work with our customers uh, to be able to get through that forecasting because there's so many different angles with that. And, and I think it's changing in the fact there's different approaches to purchasing equipment, acquiring equipment, handling the operation, uh, working towards that better ramp. And, and again, I, I think exceeds strategy around that from a grant handler standpoint and now on the cargo and, and, and maybe into the airlines is to help with that forecasting because it's a rough patch. If, if we can't manufacture because our lead times are low based on supply, or based on sheer volume, we're not going to be able to help that grand handler if they need equipment in four weeks. Yeah, that's kind of where Exceed comes in, right? Where we 100%. inventory equipment and we 100%. have it ready to go on site um, for when they need it. Yeah. Again, I'll go back to forecasting. And, and um, it's not so much our customer's fault because they these airlines show up. It's all about marketing for them too. If an airline opens a gate or a cargo company decides to go into an airport, or a ground handler puts out a bid for a certain airport, I think the last thing sometimes they think about is blow the wing. They got everything set. You know, they could sell a ticket, they could take a ticket, they got the marketing, they got the 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 everything set up on the ticketing and the gate. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, we need some assets below the wing. So I think below the wing is 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 kind of a different world. I think Xyz understands that and, and working with us, it's a great partnership. So I think I, I don't know if I've answered the question, but changing the dynamics of how you purchase. From a, you know, they look at the maintenance, they look at the, the purchaser, purchaser cuts the PO, we manufacture it, we send it, they pay us, hopefully within 30 days, if not sooner. Yeah. And then now it's, it's a different approach. You can go into turnkey at a station where you, mm -hmm. where you, you pay by the hour, uh, you pay by the turn, uh, you group, you pool, you pool the equipment. I think that's coming. Uh, along with all this electrification talk, I think there's a lot of opportunity for for things to happen to where uh, the future is really bright in terms of how they approach GSE. Yeah. So, I, you know, I remember when I started, I remember telling people that uh, that they call up for an MA or, or 660. And they would say, what's your lead time like? And I'd say, oh, six to eight weeks. Oh, right. Beautiful. You remember those days? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, back then we could handle when a when a ground handler would call and they'd say, hey, we have a startup in, in six to eight weeks because we were able to give those lead times. Yeah. Those lead times don't exist anymore, right? Not now, no. No, they're no, the more well, like I mean, six to eight know, months. Sometimes you get lucky, but right now, again, it's it's that supply chain. It's just it's Yeah, just the tough. supply chain's completely different. It's a completely different animal now. And that's and, and to your point, that's where Exceed comes in because, you know, we do order ahead and we have inventory at our location and right. we can we can lease and, and rent that equipment out um, to those ground handlers. So um, it, it kind of bridges that gap and that way you don't have to have that that crystal ball, right, on on, on what you're going to get um, 
what uh, what bid you're going to get, and you know you have to have that equipment for that. So I think that that's I think it's a great point. Um, so what do you see about you know future trends in the industry? We talked earlier about electrification. I, th- I think in that that's happened, and then that's going to continue to happen. But uh, but like I said just a little while ago, I think the pooling, you know, getting those assets together and being able to again, I said earlier, work as fast as your customer, having it available at the time they need it is, is key. But uh, you know, future trend. Um, what yeah. about electric? So well, yeah, I think where do, see, there. where do you see charging going? So I know that. A lot of different, you know, uh, there's manufacturers kind of like see this differently, right? I think that you all have a different approach. Like what, what is, what is Textron GSE's approach to what kind of batteries um, and charging right. capabilities that your, that your electric equipment's no, going to have? That's, that's a great question. I think, I think electric has been around for a while and uh, it's been around since, since I started different way of doing it. I think now the future of the ramp uh, is going to entail the, the larger vehicles. So we mentioned JVT. You know, you got container loaders. You've got catering trucks. You've got trucks themselves. All of those are going to be high capacity type charging systems, and that is is our road ahead is high capacity. And so that's why we've worked with GM uh, to introduce the Endurance, which is our seventh, sorry, eighth generation electric tractor. So we know the ramp is going to get there. We know it may not be there right now, but we know it's going to get there pretty fast. So infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure is always going to be talked about. It holds people up a little bit on their operations. Uh, you got to work closely with the airport uh, to make sure it's set and time it right to when the vehicles come in. But I think that's the future of the ramp is a high capacity type charging system with a vehicle that it can accept that. And we are already there for opportunity charging. So I don't think with what we see and what with what we are innovating and we are producing, that you're going to have any type of downtime in terms of that question of how long does it take me to charge this up? It's not eight hours anymore. You can do this during smoke break. You can get it done if you have the right chargers within 15 to 20 minutes. That's incredible. So that's the technology. That's where you think it's heading. And yeah, I think the, I think the airlines and the ground handlers, cargo are going to have to, it seems like, they're going to have to move in that direction. I think, you know, that's where cars are right, right. now. Is that right. correct? Yeah. Like a, like oh, a yeah. Tesla mm-hmm. that's, that they're using the high capacity chargers. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is the, what's the most challenging part of your job? I'll say forecasting. Right. Again, forecasting. Again, forecasting. But I'll, I'll, I'll take this to. Let's just let's just talk about sales one on one. Let me let me talk about that. Oh that's, wow, that's all I know. Yeah, the Brad Compton is, is, School is, of Business is sales, and I've learned from the best. Uh, we already talked about a few of them, and it's repetition, and it's it's listening to people, it's listening to your customers. I really think the hardest part for me is, or to talk through the hardest part is is the keeping a sense of balance. And there's only 168 hours in a week and how you time manage that from a personal standpoint and a professional standpoint that's going to either hold you back or let you continue on so just think about like how many you think about how many hours there are in a day from a sales standpoint that phone never stops yeah um you're raising the family you're 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 trying to get through your daily routine you're trying to take care of your customers i think it all comes down to balance it takes it, it's time management and then Wow, it's forecasting. 
you got to forecast ahead. So it's, and again, it's all about people, right? It's the people in the factory that are relying on these 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 salespeople, and I'll, and I'll talk for uh, the folks I compete with. Is you know you got to feed that that baby out there. That that's your factory, and those guys those those guys out there are proud of what they build. Yeah, and I think and that it, it it means the world to me to be able to just keep letting these guys be proud of what they build and ship product worldwide. Yeah, I think forecasting, you know, with the part shortages and lead times that we're up against right now, right, which is like unprecedented, right, um, is even more important than it ever was. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, having the right, I mean, yeah, your inventory is huge. Yeah. And that's a challenge. That always will be a challenge. I mean, again, we're in an industry where each operation is different. Air Canada operates completely different than British Airways that operates completely different than Southwest and or UPS or Swissport. So they're all going to have their, what we call optioned product. And we all know that. So you got to be able to make sure that you work again as fast as them, uh, understand their business and be proud of what you're pushing out. Man, it's got to be on time. It's got to be on quality. And again, we're not perfect. We all know we've been late. We all been off quality, but it's how you react to that. Do you ever envision a day where every airline has the same spec? We're getting closer. I don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime, but it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. I've been in a room where KLM was in a room with Northwest and they were arguing over a beacon light on an air start. And that made me think, wow, this is, this is a challenge. We understand why, but I think we're getting closer. And uh, I think we're closer than we ever have been. So yeah, it, it, it's going to get there. But again, the, these planes are different. These operations are different. And I, I think I'll add in there too, it's safety. It's very safety conscious. We've got to make sure we support each operation, each customer in terms of safety. It's like a beehive out there. And these are moving products. So we got to be supportive of what we can do to innovate from a safety standpoint. I say that because if you come to a standard spec, some airlines need to make sure that they have what they need to operate their turn uh, with safety in mind. It, safety is not a competition. It's, it needs to happen. I think that most people would be very surprised to find out that there's maybe, what, 250 to 500 options on a 660? Our 60, 660 option book is pretty thick. That's what there's I mean. over a thousand options. Oh, there's over a thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, but and I mean, it's not for 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 Textron GSC. I'm I'm sure that's for everyone. And then, and again, this is an industry conversation. You know, my, my competition deals with it too. And but you have to be careful because you've got to make sure it's documented. You've got to make sure um, it operates correctly because mm-hmm. again, it's 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 safety because speed is important in our industry on the ramp. But again, safety probably is trumping that. For sure. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There's a lot of options on a belt hunter. There, there's, well, there's a lot of options on every uh, piece of equipment. And it's just, I guess, you know, my first job almost out of college was in ground sport equipment with Tug. To me, I just figured everyone knew how many options were available on any given piece of equipment, right? Right. But then when you leave that manufacturer, you go out into the real world, right? Um, they, they don't understand that there's, there, there's a, a, a book the size of the Bible right. full of options um, for each individual piece of equipment. Right. 
And um, we, we, we took that for granted, right? We just figured everybody knew. Uh, but everybody has their own spec and it's always a little bit different. So I was just curious on whether you thought that, and, and you answered that very well. I thought that you, you think we're getting closer to that. And that would be an interesting day in GSE if we ever got even two airlines to agree to a spec. They're, they're talking. And I, and I think it's, it's going to happen within a territory first. But again, I'll bring up the word global. I mean, Southeast Asia is a completely different ballgame than in North America. Completely different ballgame than the Middle East. Because it's, it's, it's what their ramp is used to. It's what their ramp needs. So you have to adapt. But yeah, there's a lot of options. And they'll continue to bring up options as we evolve into different products. Yeah. Well, is there, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss on this podcast today, Brad? Um, no. I mean, I think, I think you nailed it. I, th- I think I do want to talk more about the music. I, I need to make sure I have the right music. To, to the right playlist. This. Yeah. As, yeah. As, as the first one. I'm kind of into, I'm, uh, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of into seventies rock right now. That might, that, that might've been, that's it. That's the I mark. really do. I like, think that's I, the GSC in a nutshell would be probably a kickoff with Tom Petty and then, and then roll into it. Right. Tom, some, some Tom Petty. Yeah, for sure. Tom Petty is probably one of my favorites. That's, this is, this is fantastic. I, I, we could talk forever. I mean, I, I've got multiple stories as, as do these people I grew up with in the industry. Um, well, I got some good news for you, and that is we'll have you back on the podcast. Okay, right? Episode two, not episode oh, two. You're not going to get episode. You're not going to get Am episode two. Am I not two. your only guest? Uh, we could maybe do a Brad Compton part two. Okay, right? But a but sequel. you're definitely not going to be the second episode. The sequel. The sequel. Ooh, I like that. So we'll have you back once you've kind of crafted um, some really good stories. Uh-huh. I'm going to come back. I, I realized that I I didn't I didn't have a time. Did not have time to tell the catch-up story. But well, I'm sure it'll come in time, right? It's, it's going to come in yes, time. Yes, And, and uh, just another little tidbit for you, for the listener. Right. Brad Compton was actually there for the catch-up story. And so was, you know what I think we should do? I was here's, here's what we're going to do. We're okay. going to make a decision right now. We're going to hold the catch-up story until the next time you the, come on the this pod. This is your story. This is my story. Well, yeah, you own it. I, I I own the story. So are the rules like if, if someone so you can have other guests, right? There's there's yeah. other manufacturers out there. You told me there is. There's, we're there's we're gonna have other people on there. And actually, is it you, fair for them to tell Compton stories? That's that's not legal, right? They can't talk about. Well, we're gonna find out because we have another one coming on uh, fairly soon, and and uh, it's gonna be funny because the next two guests that we're gonna have on know you very well and it worked with you at one point that's not fair because they could take it to the next level I'm, I'm the first one i don't know the boundaries no you don't know the boundaries yeah so you're about they, to find the boundaries it's a looser and they just can bring up stories that I, they're huh they're probably listening to this right now okay. and they're already coming up with stories okay. well i i just hey matt thank you i i just i'm in a spot now where i i want to give a shout out to textron and textron gsc i talked about leadership and and I've been thankful for the people that I've worked for and with, and um, we're in a good spot. I mean, I'll shoot, man, to be honest with you, and you know this, COVID was no fun, and that was no. abrupt and challenging, and we're back. I mean, we're almost, I think, we're at the 2019 levels, so um, we're in a good spot. We're we're excited about who we're working with. We're excited about what's coming up with uh, working with our customers and within the industry. We've got a busy year. Uh, we're going to have a lot of conferences. We got GHI, multiple yeah. spots. GHI Americas, 
We've got GSC Vegas. Expo. We've got some NBAAs. It's it's getting yeah. crazy out there. Now I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention a couple people. Um, Let's do it, Willie. Oh my lord! Yeah, my wingman. Yeah. Yes. Willie. I, I I wouldn't be here without Willie. Oh my gosh, we're so lucky to have him. Yeah, he's a great one. I I worked with him for a couple of years. Uh, Tess. Tessa. Tessa. Oh yes, yes. Uh, you talk about um, surrounding yourself with with great people. I mean, yes. to have them on my team is is top notch. They're fantastic. I I would uh, Justin. He yes. I wasn't there yes. when you know I was not around when he came in, but I've met him a couple times. Very impressed by that guy. Yeah, huge help. Yeah, yeah huge help. super Justin good guy. Is, is phenomenal and. Uh, what a great understanding of business and sales and sales management. So yeah, I, I think we feed off other uh, we feed off of each other fantastically. I've learned a lot from Justin. So yeah, I, hey, internally I, I call it the dream team. We've, we've yeah, got you do a have a great good, group, good solid team over there. I, I don't know if you're gonna shout out to the others, but yeah. well, the the last one, and we can't miss this one. Mark Di Maria. Oh, Mark Di Maria. Yeah, he's. Oh my gosh, so he's stories. been holding that place together for. Well, you mentioned Brian Euler, but so. Oh well, I know we've already mentioned. Uh, that's the reason I. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong, Brian Yoder, but we've already talked about him so much. So I thought Mark Di Maria is the next God, he's guy. He's gotten me out of so many jams. It's not been funny. So right, yeah, lifesaver. Yeah, and then Billy Ash. I Billy mean, Ash. Oh, he's a legend. Um, Billy Ash and Mark, you 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 want to be able to clone those type of guys. Yep. Uh, but I'm, I mean, I, I can't forget to talk to I mean, my team. I've got, I've got Patrick Dennison. Is oh, pa- oh, Patrick's fantastic. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. Uh, I meant to mention Patrick. Yeah. And so we're going down this path. I might forget somebody, but we've got yeah, Farouk right? out there just killing it with de-icing. Uh, Listen, if we didn't mention you, this is like an Oscar speech, right? We're just coming and coming off. It's a you dream know. team. Yeah. It's a dream team. I mean, uh, I am so lucky that uh, I have these guys and I've got, again, great leadership. Matt Chaffin is phenomenal. You mentioned Stefan Varecki. Uh, I, I learned a lot from him. Uh, boy, challenging times, but he, because we had some challenging just times within the industry and what we're up against, and God, he, he, I learned a lot from him uh, and Dick Baxter and others. So yeah, so a lot of legends in there. So I am extremely lucky, and uh, I wouldn't be here without all those folks. It's kind of like an Oscar speech. Am I in a time Yeah, it is. It's, it's like an Oscar speech where you're going to like leave people out. So you just might as well say, but, th- but thank you. Yeah, like yeah thanks, thank Aaron. Wife. Right? Yeah. But anyway, I just want to appreciate. So uh, just so the listeners know, Brad flew down here. I think maybe I mentioned that, but Brad flew down here to Orlando. We're sitting at the kitchen table. And so thank you so much yes. for coming down here and prioritizing this podcast. And thanks for being the first guest. And you know, Exceed very much appreciates the partnership that we have with Textron GSE. And well, just I thank time you so much. Right there. So I have very, very good friends that are with your team at Exceed. Yeah. And if anybody has stories to tell, it's probably Rich DiBestino. So yeah, that You've guy a is a legend on that as well. Side. Yes. Yes. And I've learned a lot from him. A lot of good times, but every good time we, we've learned something together. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. So you've got a fantastic team. Oh, we do. We should yeah. have a dodgeball tournament and see who would come out ahead. Because I, I kind of now I we're... I like it. Now I will I will tease something. I have been talking to one of the organizers at the GSE Expo. Dodgeball. Okay. Well, hold on. There might be some kind of competition coming to the GSE Expo. Drinking and ball. Um, I don't know. So I'm just leaving that out there. I, I think We've been having discussions. Okay. And don't make it too athletic. I mean, we're kind of plus 50. Believe me, that was the number one thing I said is we can't make this too athletic, you know, because of Brad, right? We can't, you know, 
Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, hey, it's great. I, I know I missed somebody, but man, I've, I've I've worked with phenomenal people here. I love this industry. I love working and seeing uh, everybody at these conferences, everyone we deal with, and I'll even include my competitors. There's some really good people out there. So, Matt, fantastic. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot, Brad. Thanks for coming down. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Until next time, this is Matt for the GSE Podcast. Thank you.